This is this is the big life. Big, big, big life. The show for people who want to live life large. I'm Ray Waters. Today's guest is Debbie Phillips, affectionately called Dr. Debbie to her legions of fans and friends. Dr. Debbie is a business consultant with more than 20 years of experience specializing in real estate marketing and management. After completing her bachelor's degree in consumer journalism and then her master's degree in housing and consumer economics, both from the University of Georgia, she then earned her Ph.D. from Georgia Tech, where her research focused on customer satisfaction and employee engagement. Prior to forming her own company, The Quadrillion, an international marketing and consulting firm in 1997, Debbie served as vice president for two of the nation's most prominent real estate companies. Debbie believes in the philosophy you can dream, build, and create the most beautiful place in the world, but it takes people to make the dream a reality. Debbie Phillips, Dr. Debbie, it is great to have you on The Big Life. Thank you, Ray. I'm excited to be here. You know, you and I met one time at a conference a few months ago, and I have been so excited about the chance to actually have you in the studio and be able to find out a little bit about your story. Everybody was talking about you, and they say, you've got to talk to her. You've got to talk to her. So thank you for taking time out of a very busy schedule. You've been on the road, I understand. I have been, but I'm excited to be here, and I love to share my experiences. That's super. I'm going to start at the beginning because okay, I don't sure. know anything sure. about you. Sure. Tell me, where did it all begin? Take me back to you as a little girl. Where do you come from? Well, I grew up in Tifton, Georgia, and on a little, what I call a, a small farm, and I just was fortunate. I said that I had a rich life, not monetarily, but in experiences. My parents were educators, and they were wonderful role models. And I think growing up in a rural town, you have such advantage sometimes um, different than growing up in a big city. And so I was a member of 4-H. My mother was a home economics teacher. My dad was a vocational ag teacher. So um, they modeled a lot of life's principles for me. So I had a rich life. Oh, it sounds like it. Rich now, childhood. It sounds like it. Is that what uh, your academic credentials are so impressive? Uh-huh. I guess that's was born in you, kind of just the family you were raised in that was real important? Well, I just have a, a, a love for learning and growing. And um, certainly, I think being a child of two educators, that, that had an impact on me. But um, I had a great boss and our mutual friend knows him, but he always said, if you're not growing, you're dying yeah. and you got to learn. Yeah. I like that. Did you go straight to university of Georgia right out of high school? No, actually, uh, growing up in Tifton, I went to Abraham Baldwin agricultural college. Right. And again, my mother's influence, she was like, you need to get that core curriculum out of the way yeah. and, um, took, uh, earned my associate's degree there in Tifton at Abraham Baldwin college and then transferred to UGA and loved school so much, Ray, I just found every excuse I could to stay (laughs) and wanted to get my master's and got my master's in seniors housing. My mother passed away and she left. uh, I was the oldest of three children and I got to take care of my grandmother in Vidalia, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And during that time, there weren't a lot of options for seniors. And uh, she was 92 years old and, uh, you know, needed to get somewhere. And so really there were limited choices as to where older adults could live. And so I started 
learning about seniors housing, started studying seniors housing when seniors housing wasn't, quote, cool. Oh, wow. But now somebody turns 65 every 7.5 seconds. Oh, my goodness. And so um, I look back on that and just think that that was so fortunate that I got to study that. And um, that's where I got my master's from at UGA. Oh, wow. Now, did you quickly, after getting your master's, very cool that you would just have that need to learn right. and you would do that. right. Quickly after the master's, did you say, I'm going to pursue a PhD? No, no, not at all. I was um, the governmental liaison and education director for the Apartment Association, and I had served as a legislative aide at the Georgia uh, General Assembly to Representative Hugh Logan and um, got in the apartment industry, and that's how I met our friend Deborah Westfall. Uh, but anyway, started doing that and then went out into the private sector and worked for a company, and we took that company from having 18 properties to when I left, it had 120. Wow. Um, so I learned a lot about scaling a business and then um, started uh, working for another company that was focused on seniors housing, so I got to use that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, in 1994, I got to um, form my own company. And I realized that through training and marketing, um, that companies sometimes don't need that full time. Mm -hmm. And it was a way that I could be an outsourcing solution. Um, so I started my own company. I remember the day I was driving on Georgia 400 at exit, uh, you know, 7B, and just knew that when you have a defining moment in your life, it tells you, you know, hey, it's time to do mm -hmm. something. And so I started my own company. And fortunately, this quadrillion? Is this quadrillion? That's the quadrillion. And somebody said one day, well, Debbie, how'd you name that? Yeah, the quadrillion. And I said, well, at the time, I really didn't know what it was going to be. And I thought, you need to think big. Right. You know, if we're guilty of anything, it's uh, praying too small and thinking too small. You're exactly right. And so I thought, well, what's a big number? And I knew that a Q, when you're in a directory, nine times out of 10, there's not a lot of other companies right. that start with a Q. Right. So I thought, what's big? What starts with a Q? And it was the quadrillion. Brilliant. And I said, that's what we're going to do. And my husband, he's a planner. Right. And I called him. And that was the day that your cell phones came in those big bags. Right. right. I remember that. And so I called Greg and I said, I'm starting my own company. And he said, well, honey, why don't you come home and let's talk about it? I said, we're talking about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, uh, you know, took the little bit of vacation pay I had. And he says, well, we need to talk about this. I said, we're talking about it right now. Goodness. And Have you always just been that way? Just very proactive when you're ready to go, you're ready to go? Uh, well, yeah, or ready, fire aim or right, something. Right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but I just, I believe that, you know, when you pay attention and you're connected uh, spiritually, right. you know. Now, for our listeners who maybe have, they haven't put it all together yet, right. tell me what quadrillion Tell me what you guys do. Well, we are a consulting company, and I say we. Um, I work with a lot of subcontractors, but um, I try to help companies really grow their talent. And, you know, people say all the time that real estate is a capital-intensive business, but really and truly, it takes human capital mm -hmm. to really make a difference in the company. And so we focus um, at the Quadrillion, we focus on growing talent. We look at marketing strategy way beyond a, a brochure or a website or a brand or, an, or a logo. And we think about what is the culture of that company. And we try to strategically match people to those company cultures. 
And um, I say that's what I do to pay for my hobby job. Right. And my hobby job is teaching college kids. Yeah, I was going to ask you, right. how are you teaching every week? Are you in the classroom all the time? How does that work? Well, I'm in some classroom every week, but in 2004, I was fortunate enough to run a private uh, education foundation uh, that was started by a lot of real estate industry icons. Mm -hmm. And so in 2004, we formed a nonprofit that allowed me to teach at the University of Georgia and Georgia Tech and technical schools. And Ray, you know this, not everybody's meant to go to a four-year school. Mm -hmm. So in the last couple of years, I've really focused on high schools, career academies, technical schools, workforce organizations. But every week, no matter what, I'm in a classroom. Wow, that's, yeah. that's wonderful. Awesome. So tell me what tell me a typical week, including the public speaking, what would a typical week be like for you? I don't think there is a typical week, um, but uh, I spend a lot of my time uh, really mentoring students, and I think students of all ages. You know, a lot of people are trying to figure out what's their next, mm -hmm. and um, some of the people that I interface with have gone to school. They're in a dead-end job. They're ready to make a change. Uh, some students, uh, I always say, don't live someone else's dream. Live your own dream. Right. And a lot of students, they don't know what they want to do. I spend a lot of time trying to help them match their strengths to, to what they do. Yeah, I hear you're a fantastic teacher. Um, I can imagine that you are just it's watching you communicate. My life's work. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So tell me. Family, you mentioned Greg. Um, I have a husband. I have uh, one daughter, cool. and I always say God gave me one of my own so I could teach another twelve thousand others. Yeah. And I'm just real fortunate because I get to adopt a lot of students. Oh, I bet and you, do. you know, I, I just count my life as really rich and blessed because I get to go to their weddings, I get to go to their baby showers, I get to experience their life and um you know hopefully i can contribute something to them i'm, I'm the very same way we have so many adopted right family members right. and uh, I, I don't know where my real family stops right. and my adopted family starts absolutely just, to me that's made life so much more wonderful mm, than i right. could ever dream right so let me ask you this what i'm reading is a very successful very much a high achiever very much a learner um, what do you do to relax? Do you... Well, I read a lot. Right. And what I, type of stuff? Anything that's um, just for fun? Just a variety of everything. You asked me, uh, you know, what's one of the books that I've read lately? And I said, I wrote on my notes, uh, too many to list. But I read a lot of business, um, history, positive thinking, um, just anything that kind of ends up in my lap. Okay. Workout. Do you do any kind of I love of to work out. I, work out uh, I work out. You know, I believe that you should have a really great looking trainer because it motivates you. Right, and right. <laughs> so I enjoy uh, exercise. I enjoy antiquing, travel, photography. But um, I think the thing that really, you know, juices me up is is really just spending time with with other people and students and trying to really, you know, learn and, and grow with them. As with quadrillion, you still have a, uh, you haven't reached a top, a cap. You still see it continuing to grow. I think it's, it's just going to grow, but you know what, with a name like quadrillion, it's, 
nimble and it can be anything oh, I yeah. want it to be. Yeah, I like that. Um, you know, it's not, somebody asked me one day, well, why didn't you put your name on it or something? And I thought, because it's really not about me. Right. It's about what I'm going to do through others right. and, you know, and with others. So uh, I just look forward to what the possibilities are next. Our mutual friend, uh, Deborah, I asked her, just tell me something. Tell me something about Dr. Debbie. And she wrote back and said, love times 1,000. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that was, I don't know if I've ever heard a better compliment, but I, I think that's, mm-hmm. you seem to be others focused in the way you teach and the mm-hmm. way you kind of orient your life. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very beautiful. Well, she's a sweet person, but, you know, you, I, I, I just, I'm very passionate about paying attention to what people are put on this earth to do. And when I see people that are not living up to their potential or they're, I call it out of their genius zone, it, it bothers me because I think where have they not gotten enough love? Yeah. Because if people are miserable, it's because of two reasons. One is that they've had really, you know, bad experiences or B, they haven't found their gifts. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I I love to love. It comes out of you. That's, that's, I like that. I love to love. Let me ask you some questions. Um, My brand is called Big Life. And I guess that's another way to say quadrillion. Right. It's it's big. big Exactly. Right. It's big, big, big. When you think of big life, Mm -hmm. what comes to mind? What do you think? You know, I think about giving your best every day. Uh, I think it's using your gifts. I think it's serving others. Um, you can't give somebody something that you don't possess. Right. And um, to be able to share and to give and to serve, that's what a big, big life is to me. And it was funny, right, when Deborah was telling me about your your big life. Um, my students say, Debbie, you talk all the time. How do I know what's going to be on the exam? And I said, well, when I tell you it's big, 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 that means it's on the exam. <laughs> and so um, I just, I loved it. And then that's why I was excited about coming that I knew we had a lot of things in common, but um, I have a big, big life. Oh, you do. I love that. Hey, do you have a favorite word? I do. Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. Because that you, you just, it's all over you. I, I, every day? Every day. That's a wonderful way to live. Every day. First thing in the morning? Every day. So you're out of bed. You no, no IV, coffee, drip, anything like that. You're ready to roll. Well, I try to drink decaf because other people, you know, might not take it so well on caffeine. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's it, it, you have to set. There's so many things, you know, there's negative, toxic energy vampires that come into your life. And I just have to mentally get set for them. And so if you program your mind and of course everybody has hard days, but you know, I read somewhere, if you threw all of your problems in the middle of the room, you'd be the first to take yours back. Yeah. And, um, I just, I I believe that you've got to expect, and I brought you a little card, believe and succeed. You got to set your mind on the things first. Yeah. Any routine every morning that you like to follow? Well, I love getting up early. So what's early? 
at least by five. Oh, at least. At least. Because <laughs> <laughs> you never know what it's gonna, the right. day's going to hold. Right. Email me at five if you don't mind. Yeah, we'll, I will. We'll, well, that's later. what everybody says. Yeah. <laughs> On the days I used to drive back and forth to Athens, I always have three or four cell phones because I never want my cell phone battery to run dead, yeah. you know. Yeah. And um, there are a few people in my circles that they wake up when I do, right. and I love to call them. I do like that. When yeah. I get up at five, yeah. I do feel yeah. better. Yeah. Um, I need yeah. to create that habit. That's very Well, good. it's exciting because you just have your time to kind of set your mind. Oh, on. you're ahead of everybody yeah. too by the time oh, they absolutely. wake up. You finished a half a, a day. Absolutely. So what else do you do? You wake up early. What else? Any other routine? You know, not really. I like to, you know, I don't know about you, but I just appreciate mother's lessons. And, and she used to say, you know, put your clothes out the night before. Mm-hmm. So you take some of those things out of play and I have those routines at night that I want to make sure that I'm setting it up for success. Tim Ferriss did a a podcast recently and he talked about making up his bed every morning. He didn't realize he had learned that from a Navy SEAL or somebody, but it it just was one of those little disciplines Mm -hmm. that for him, like regards the rest of the day, I did this right. I started with the right thing. Exactly. I like that. Exactly. Yeah, ask your favorite word, enthusiasm. Do you have a least favorite word, anything that... My you... least favorite word is can't. Very, very true. I remember an art teacher, Annette Rigdon, and I was taking art on a Thursday afternoon on Main Street in Tifton, Georgia, and she gave us all shovels. And I thought, what in the world are we going to do? I thought it was in, you know, art class, not ag class. Mm-hmm. And we made um, model clay letters. And she said, I want you to take your least favorite word. And so I put can't and we buried them in the back of her yard. And she said, just put away those words. And so I can remember as if it were yesterday, I was 11 years old in Annette Rigdon's art class and I buried the word can't. What a brilliant teaching tool. What a you remember it to this day. Right. 53 years old. My goodness. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Favorite quote? Well, you know, I, I was thinking about that and um, be the change you wish to see. Yeah. I think too many people complain. And, you know, when you point one finger, four point back at you, take responsibility. Yeah. Don't live in regret. We all make mistakes. Shake your etch-a-sketch. Leave people better than you find them. Yeah. Oh, great. Great. What turns you on creatively or spiritually or emotionally? What, what? Well, I said earlier, I love to learn, but I love to serve because I think if you don't use your gifts, you know, you're squandering your blessings. Right. And when you use your gifts, you honor God. That's a good way to put it. Conversely, something that turns you off. What is it that you just uh, negative people, people with a mindset of scarcity. Yeah. I have a mindset of abundance. Yeah. There are people that we meet in our life that want to carve up the pie. And maybe I just want to think about how can we build a bigger pie or make yeah. a better pie. But yeah. scarcity and negativity. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, All the books you read, anybody in history that you, jumps out to you and you say, this person inspires me. I like finding out about this person. Well, You asked me about a historical figure, and I thought about Winston Churchill, and he says one of the greatest tragedies is to have an opportunity and not be prepared for it. Mm. And um, I think that kind of relates back into my love of learning is that 
Be ready for the opportunity. Be prepared. Do the things you need to do to put yourself at the front of the line. Mm-hmm. Like that very much. What do you? You seem like someone who's just filled with gratitude, like every oh, yeah. day. Yeah. What are some of the things you're most grateful for today? I'm grateful for my education, and I see so many students who are just burdened by student debt. And at the time, Ray, I didn't think a thing about it. My mom and dad paid that tuition and just didn't think anything about it. I mean, obviously, they expected great grades. But education is the one thing that you can't take away. And I was so, the day I met you with, you know, Gene Greisman and that, his book, Time Tactics of Successful People, you know, We are all equal in that we have those 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to be mindful uh, of my my gifts and my blessings, but I'm most thankful for my education. I like that. I remember how impressed I was with you that you knew Dr. Greisman, that you had devoured the books that he had written. And so I said, we can be friends because oh, yeah. I'm the same way. I yeah. want to spend every chance I absolutely. can with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you go back to a 20, to your 20 year old self, mm-hmm. Dr. Debbie, before she's Dr. Debbie, mm-hmm. what would you say to that young? Don't take yourself so seriously. Would you take yourself seriously? Oh, yes. Yeah, me I'm, too. I'm an overachiever and I have huge, huge, high standards. And, you know, if I could just make more mistakes and feel good about them. Yeah. Yeah. I was so serious. I had people who would say, and I achieved a lot as a young person, but they'd say, yeah, you know, you look constipated all the time. It's like, I'm not, I just have this serious look on my face. Yeah. That's awesome. So don't take yourself so serious. Mm -hmm. I have an over responsibility gene. Right. And I feel responsible. And, you know, sometimes I just think that's, that's not something that I need to be taking on. So, right. You also speak all over the country, I'm I guessing. Do. I do. Do you enjoy that part of your career? Love it. So that's that's a real fun thing for you. Yes, and I've been doing that um, probably now for, oh gosh, over 20 years. But I'll tell you, the uh, I, uh, November 8th, I spoke the day after the election, and I had two back-to-back programs in Ohio. Right. And um, I looked out on an audience that was sad. I bet, I bet so. And I was not as, as you know, as prepared as I think I always am. Right. And I over-prepare, and I overthink, and I have two clickers and 14 backups to the slides. And <laughs> I wasn't prepared for a an ailing audience. Oh, and I it, I wrote in my journal that day that there are some things that you simply cannot prepare for. Yeah. So you have to trust that you'll just get up there and do your best. That's that's I didn't think about that. That's a wonderful way to put it. And I bet that was an unusually dif- different kind of an audience. Well, it taught me a lesson to think about where you're going to be the next day. <laughs> I just wrote that whole week off and just said, I'm, yeah. just, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, well, it was just so unusual yeah. for me. Man. One final question. L- let me tell you, you have been delightful. You have been <laughs> as wonderful you. as I, I had thought. And uh, I'm really excited about us becoming good friends. We are. Um, 
long time from now, 50 years from now, there's going to be a service where people are going to gather to remember right. you. Sure. What would you like them to say? What, what, what are you hoping that they will have taken from your life? Well, first of all, I want them to know that I died empty, that I gave every ounce of my gifts and my blessings to somebody else. Right. And that when you were in the presence of Debbie Phillips, you felt loved and you loved abundantly and generously. And that um, I never want somebody, and of course you make people mad sometimes and you disappoint people, but I really want them to know genuinely that I cared about them. You know, I met you that one day and I left with those thoughts that you were exactly that kind of person, and I'm feeling that today. Good. I feel quite Good. sure those will be the words people. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Dr. Debbie. This has been All really right. I've loved wonderful. it. Thank you. Well, you've been listening to The Big Life. If you like what you've heard, do us a favor and rate us on iTunes. It really helps us. You can get more information about this and other episodes of The Big Life at raywaters.com, or you can join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Ray, or you can follow us on Twitter at Ray D. Waters. I hope you'll join us again next week. The executive producer of The Big Life is Neil Campbell. I'm Ray Waters.